Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 102. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Uh, As I recall, you had left the comptroller's office within agreement, but an agreement that required uh, Kate Lockwell to approve and for zero or one casualties. Oh, right. One heroic death is allowed. Yes. And to be clear, casualties, they mean deaths. They mean death. Injuries are generally going to be fine. Good to know. <laughs> but, I mean, you succeed all that, get Kate's approval, then, yeah, you, uh, uh, Durian has completed his service due to capital S special mission. All right, all we need to do is succeed. <laughs> so Durian's troops, you said that there was three of them. Yes. And we know two of them are from Kelmore. Right, two Kelmorians and I think one Dominion uh, citizen. So, I mean, Kate should love that. It's, uh, you know, more pan-Terran involvement. That's already accounted for in her planned lines. Uh, so, you know, I don't think they wanted anyone from the UED. No, she got mad at me when I mentioned the UED. That's right. Uh, but yes, as I recall, uh, Imogen potentially had a date that evening. Yep. The officer's club, super fancy. And Durian had set his guys to polishing their uniforms or something like that. Yes. So that he had some time to spend with Lily in the evening. So, yeah. So he could come with us to the comptroller. And then I imagine he and Lily go off for drinks or something. Lily definitely needs a beer after that day. Oh, that's true. Because she was outed. Probably nobody in the room cares or noticed. But she was outed. So A long day of bureaucracy and being outed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we can do a quick scene of Lily and Durian just kind of trying to relax after a stressful, stressful day. At the non-commissioned officers club, as Durian calls it. Is that just the bar? It is the bar. Oh, the NCC? NCOB. <laughs> oh, bar, not club. Yes. Yeah, definitely bar. <laughs> the NCOB. The NCOB, as it's called. But really, any anyone who's not an officer is welcome there. Uh, Lily retired, so it's okay. Uh, but no, no one, like, questions you as you two go in. You've got military um, bearing. Yeah, Definitely. Plenty of open seats. There's a bunch of random Marines around from various squads. Some of them are in like arm wrestling matches. Some of them are just watching the TV. There looks to be some betting going on uh, as well. Uh, arm wrestling. That's how it all began. Yeah. Well, I think Durian and I arm wrestled. Yeah. That is true. Uh, this actually makes Durian a little nervous because he, he thought he hurt you, right? Yeah, he because he was in his power armor. He might have hurt me a little. Yeah, he felt really, really bad, so he's actually slightly uncomfortable. Oh, okay. I don't know that I noticed if he's uncomfortable or not, but I'm like, you know what? That reminds me. Did I tell you I stabbed myself in the shoulder with an axe? How do you... How do you stab yourself with an axe? Normally that happens with, like, a knife. Right? It was... I fell on it. It was this... I describe it. It was, like, this big, and I, w I just couldn't get a good hand. I tried to take a running leap with it, and I just went back. That's pretty cool. What were you uh, swinging an axe around at? This other guy that I was kind of seeing. I mean. <laughs> I 
I was sparring with this Protoss, and he said it was you a- You sparring with a Protoss? You crazy? Well, I think he got in a lot of trouble for it. He got in trouble for it. Oh, well, that's good then. He said it was like an old weapon that they had, and he wanted to see what a Terran would do with it, and I showed him. <laughs> that's wild. I know, I didn't, I had no idea they had like hacks and stuff. I know they got like whatever side gauntlet, whatever things. I take a napkin and I try to draw it on there. What's a good skill? Uh, give me a two purple knowledge protoss for trying to make clear what it is that you uh, were dealing with. And, and then I'll say know that he went on a protoss mission with us. It's true. He doesn't need to know about that. Oh, a success. A success. Yeah, you're able to like pretty faithfully recreate it, uh, like relative scale and everything. Uh huh. It's like, dang, that sounds like some pretty serious tech. How do you? I didn't know you knew pro- you were friends with protoss. I guess. I guess. Yeah, he's sort of a military guy, so it was cool. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Apparently they have class system or something. Yeah, I hear about that way too complicated. I don't want to think about that. I hear they all have one big like hive mind almost. Sounds kind of like deserved to me, but I don't know. Right? I don't call the shots. Have you ever seen anything like this thing? The weapon? Let's find out with Durian's Knowledge Protoss. Or even if there's a weapon that's similar in Terran. I always picture a halberd or something, but... Yeah, it's halberd is definitely the simil- most similar thing. Which makes it very more, much more ridiculous than I set myself with that. A little bit. There's definitely ceremonial swords. That is still a thing in the Dominion. Right, okay. Durian looks at it as like, no, I mean, like, other than in like some pre-Dominion, pre-Old-Earth like, histories, I never heard anyone swinging an axe around. Yeah. It's weird to think the Protoss do that. Like, just get a gun. Yeah. I mean, he just wanted to try it out. I don't really know why he had one of those arm things. Well, maybe it is more like a ceremony. I don't know. Maybe you took place in a Protoss ceremony. You didn't even know it. I don't think so. You mean like we're married or something now? I hope not. I mean, (laughs) I mean, that'd be really weird to be married to a Protoss dude and not even know it, right? He makes a cool check. Yeah, he's, he's all right. He's all right. Oh, you think I avoided it by taking it to the shoulder? Yeah, you know, that's probably right. If uh, he had defeated you, though, you know, maybe that. He didn't hurt himself, but he didn't do that much better. Protoss even get married? I don't even know how that works. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not married. I wouldn't even try to think about marrying an alien. That's crazy. Don't spar, I guess. You should see the looks on their faces, though. It looked way worse than it was. I believe it. They think Terrans are pretty weak. He said it didn't look like it got me any organs. It was in my shoulder. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, it'd take a lot to take you down, though. Like, I wouldn't want to have to face you in a, even a ceremonial duel. Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you almost took me out to arm wrestling, even in power armor. I didn't think I did that great, but I couldn't tell. He was in power armor. He, he still feel, feels bad about it. I mean, I didn't get hurt, so. I'm just saying, I'm glad we're on the same side. Me too. War does crazy stuff, but hey, at least we're united against the Zerg. And he, like, puts up his glass to clink. All right. We toast. What do you toast to, Lily? Maybe to special missions. Now, you know what she says? This is going to be fun. And clink. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Glasses clink together. As they come apart, the scene uh, swipes over to Imogen. You are meeting Vaughn just outside the officer's club. Yep. Okay. Uh, and you're pretty much going as you are, I take it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have that big a footlocker on Saffron. No, I, I absolutely understand, and that makes perfect sense. 
I bet Snowball could turn into a dress for you. <laughs> I show up draped in Zerg. Mm. I send Snowball in my place. <laughs> oh, not very talkative tonight, huh? You're such a good listener. Just nods at everything. Hey, you want to sign this form? Awesome. Uh, you get there. Uh, Vaughn is already there whenever you arrive. So what's this place like? Imogen has been on Hyperion, which used to be a ship that belonged to the military. Yes. But um, she's certainly never been on an assault platform before. No, I mean, this is a large military installation. Vaughn is, he's in a different uniform. It probably looks a little, slightly more formal. You don't know what all the different... Does it make his shoulders look bigger? Uh, It's trying. His shoulders are just not that big. But it's definitely, it has some of that similar uh, effect. It's clearly some sort of official Dominion uniform. Does he have medals? He's got some kind of insignia. You can make a uh, two purple and a black knowledge Terran check. Failure. You have no idea what they mean. So you don't know if he was a combat veteran at one point or okay. he's been a bureaucrat his whole life or he was born. Some people adopted the bureaucracy, but he was born into it. You are not sure. So does this place have tables that are stuck to the ceiling and then like other tables put on the floor? Oh, that's an interesting question. Yes, there are clearly... Some tables that are still on the ceiling, but there are a number of tables that have either been repurposed to the floor or they've installed new tables in the floor and they switched around the lantern table situation here. Let's just say like the full service fancy bar, there's a guy in a little tuxedo uh, who's mixing drinks and whatnot. That is fancy. It is the officer's club. Uh, That is fully right side up. So they took care of that first. I want to ask him how he got tickets to this place since he said he's not an officer. Ah, well... Uh, they hold a raffle every now and then, and it's just uh, not that many people put in for tickets, it turns out. Did you have to buy into the raffle? Well, that's how raffles work. Uh, what is your vigilance? Three purples. But I want to follow this with a streetwise. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely something fishy about this raffle, though. I wish to, like, make some comments to kind of feel out the, like, was this actually part of a bribe? Ah. Okay. I think we'll go in early. That'll be two reds. I'm spending a story point. I succeed with triumph. Okay. Uh, you have some sort of verbal, like you're trying to elicit some information from him. Like, oh, no one who came to visit you at the office ever gives you things like this? Because you're such a helpful person. Uh, yeah, and he's like, he almost laughs. Like, no one gives a bureaucrat anything. Can't even get the time of day. It's terrible. That's why it's so great that you're so interested in paperwork. So he seems above board in that respect, but you have a triumph. Uh, he goes on a little bit further. He's like, yeah, it turns out uh, no one else even put in for this raffle. I was running it. I guess I didn't advertise it very well. So it's not that he's a gambling addiction. It's that he raffles things off for himself. <laughs> yeah, that seems a little bit more like he rigged the system. Like, look, it's been posted in our office on the back wall for a week. If people would just come file forms. Yeah, if people check the uh, announcements list, they would have known. So what other kinds of boons do you collect to raffle off? How, how, like, somebody gave you tickets for your raffle. Do you go around, like, eliciting things to raffle? I just ran that raffle. I didn't organize the raffle. Really, I just sell tickets to the raffle. Is this like a morale association or something? Like Yes. I have to think of a really dumb name. The Dominion Welfare... Fund? No, no, it has to be dumber than that. And something fund. Yeah, Welfare and Recreation Fund. Okay, Dominion Welfare and Recreation Fund. Dwarf. Dominion has such ridiculous names for things. 
Oh, what do you mean? That's a perfectly good name. He's... I mean, it's barely different from Dorf. Dorf? What is Dorf? The Dominion Optical Research Facility? Well, that says exactly what it is, doesn't it? Are you telling me that in Umojo you don't have silly names for things? We don't have acronyms. You must take forever to say anything, then. Like, if every time you wanted to refer to the Dominion Optical Research Facility, you'd have to say Dominion Optical Research Facility. But we save so much time in our automations, so we have plenty of, uh... But, like, every piece of paper it's got to go on, like, that kills more trees. Don't you love trees in Umojo? Yes, we do love trees, don't you remember? I was telling you the computers hold all the files. So it doesn't matter how much space it takes. It's just ones and zeros. But what about, like, the electrons? Aren't you killing electrons? Uh, she puts her hand, like, on his arm, like, you poor, poor, ignorant fool, and is like, electrons aren't alive. Are you sure? I mean, do we know, I'm saying. And she says, yes, I'm quite confident electrons are not alive. Okay. Uh, do you have a particular agenda, Imogen, where you would like to drive this scene? (laughs) One of my ulterior motives was for Lily to go hang out with Durian. Mission accomplished. But also, I'm not here to spy on anyone's behalf, but I am curious about, like, what's going on? This whole push on Tarsonis, like, he looks like an able-bodied young man, right? But he's in a bureaucrat role. I mean, he's able-bodied. He doesn't, he doesn't look particularly strong. Uh, but yes, he does seem able-bodied. That is correct. So I guess it's just kind of like... Is this what your whole entire Dominion service has been? Comptroller office stuff? Like, so you come out and ask him, like, so, like, did, were you always in the office you're in now kind of thing? Yeah, like, are you going down to the surface, like, as part of what was going on? Right. Give me a charm check. Yeah, I'm not trying to insult him. I'm just like, Imogen doesn't understand how this military works. And, like, Durian was kind of like, they're scraping the barrel with his recruits and they're yes. calling people back into active service and things like that. So, Right, right. Uh, take a red, a purple, and a black for your general lack of knowledge about Dominion bureaucratic structure. I fail, but I have two advantages. You fail with two advantages. I think uh, you're having a hard time like driving the conversation naturally in the direction that you're, where you're trying to elicit this information. It's too focused on the forms. Well, yeah, but it's also like you avoid insulting him. But he's he's almost so like oh you know what uh, we're I'm not at work now so like let's not let's not talk about work <laughs> that kind of thing you could like take a blue dye on something or recover some strain or if you really wanted to you could learn a facet of this guy's personality I don't think you are too interested in that though I'm trying to think what else I want to get out of this actually I ask about his like metally type things ah okay I ask like am I allowed to see them. Oh, these? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm wearing them, aren't I? No, I meant like, I hold out my hand when I ask if I'm allowed to see them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, well, I can't just take them off while I'm still wearing the jacket kind of thing. Oh, they don't just clip on and off? Well, I mean, they do, but like, if you take them off, you start to become considered out of uniform. And if you're out of uniform, then another officer can come by. and It's a bit of a whole mess that can happen. Can I make a charm check to get him to take them? Yes. This will be a red and a purple. You're going to charm him out of uniform? Woo! <laughs> it's just taking one pen off at a time. I succeed. Three successes. He's like, well, like, you know, we are, we're sitting down here at dinner. Like, I can take off the whole jacket. You can, you can look at that. Yes. So that's considered acceptable. All right. You do notice a few glances from around the room. Other 
Clearly superior officers, like, sipping martinis or whatever, are looking around. One, they're looking askance. This person is clearly not. They only got here on some special exemption. Who's this foreigner in here? All right. Then I take the jacket. Dash out. And I want to try psychometry on these metals. Ooh. Okay. That's a good idea. I like that. Obviously, I already know the identity of the owner here. Yes. But the most basic thing is, like, strong emotions associated with them. Okay. So I think that's all I'm going to try. Okay. So just strong emotions, not specific vision, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. Understood. Like, is he proud of them? Is he indifferent to them? Are they part of some tragic background he has? You know. Right. 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 So you'll get like a sense of loss or pride or indifference or... Yeah. yeah. So I have one success and no dangerous threats. That's good. Uh, You do get a sense of pride, actually. Pride and like accomplishment. Okay. Uh, And it's approximately the same like you're on all the metals it's kind of from all of them uh visually it's almost like they're they're very shiny they're well cared for so how how does this work like narratively how does like you just mentioned about them being shiny like are they actually shiny or is like their shininess something that is like psionically highlighted to me i would say their shininess is psionically highlighted to you okay in a uh psych s style <laughs> like a box appears around their shiny arrows point to the shininess. (laughs) Like it sparkles of several more times as you're looking them kind of, even though clearly the lights are not changing and they should not be sparkling. Okay. I mean, if you have other ideas on like how how does Imogen sense the pride associated with these, I'm uh, open to that. But uh, to me, that that makes sense is a, how you're getting that kind of general feeling. Okay. So then I do get a read from the room, like some snooty people don't think it's a good thing. So I hand the jacket back to him and, and I say like, uh, I, I realize these are very important things to you and uh, I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position. So if, if you want the jacket back on, I, I just wanted to get a closer look. You know, it's fine. It's fine. It's just not normally in the officers. Room. They Sometimes some big names come through here. Uh, as he said that. What's sort of like Minsk? Minsk the emperor himself. Do you think he'll be here? What, what other big names are there? In through the door. There's a, a woman, maybe like five foot nine, so on the taller side, not Lily. She looks maybe in her mid-fifties. I would hope that I could recognize Lily. Yes, you could recognize Lily. It is not Lily. Uh, she's got kind of like medium length, gray hair, face is getting somewhat wrinkled. Full military regalia, the big shoulder pauldrons, uh, more medals than you can count. Uh, she steps into the room, the whole room, like, there was music playing. Uh, things just go like silent uh, for a second. Just to, like, some military march? Well, like, the music just goes silent. Everyone stops eating and pauses. She looks around briefly, just says, continue. And everyone kind of relaxes a little bit, but still, the tone is a little bit muted, shall we say. She just goes up to the bar. You you do not recognize this person in the slightest. Who's that? Vaughn looks, you don't, that's, that's General Davis. She's in charge of the whole liberation. Oh my goodness, if her first name is Jefferson. No. She's in charge of the whole thing. Yes. She and the Emperor go way back, is my understanding. Like, pre-Dominion. Oh, is she part of the whole rebellion thing? You mean the revolution? Aye, aye. We had to overthrow the corrupt confederacy. I understand it's, it's kind of complicated. Uh, on the, from the outside, it can look that way. Uh, but yeah, she's been, she's been part of that organization for... She, she and Minx have really put together a lot. She's one of the drivers of, of the Dominion. 
So I'm super so psyched that like she's running this mission. She's super good. Uh, no, sorry, Jennifer's trying to remember. Was it was not Char that Kerrigan got abandoned on? That was this planet. It was Tarsonis right here. Yeah. Okay. So it was was she involved in the? What was that? A retreat from Tarsonis? Is that like? What? Oh no no that's that was the pivotal battle where the essentially the Dominion was was born. We defeated the Confederates. It's a shame that that many Confederate uh, citizens uh, died from the Zerg, but we actually we tried to protect them. Uh, as best we could. Were you at that? Uh, well, no, I, I, I was not. Uh, there were not nearly as many people in the uh, Dominion security forces at the time. My goal in asking questions about Davis's involvement is that is I'm trying to figure out if she's another person who would be on Kerrigan's shit list. Right. He make a check. I don't recall exactly what planet she was helping liberate at the time, but I don't think it was. Although. You know, almost all Dominion forces were arrayed against uh, arrayed against the Confederacy here. So there's actually a good chance. You know what? She probably was. But I don't know if she had the same rank that she does now. Because, of course, uh, General Duke was leading that charge. Ah, okay. Supposedly there was some other colonial conscripts who were helping out, but I, there's too many names for me to keep track of. Okay. And I'm really good with names. They're just not mentioned as much in the histories. I used to work for his nephew. You used to work for Duke's nephew? Jefferson Duke? Aye. Wow. I never met uh, the guy, but I've seen some of his, his early work. He did some impressive things in his time. Jefferson, I never met Edmund, General Edmund. Oh, oh, I see. Yes. I can see the bureaucratic uh, attraction. Do you say that? Um, I suppose chit-chat-wise, I tell him that my work for Duke was to like ensure that proper policies and procedures were being obeyed at various Dominion-related facilities. Oh, man. He's got to make a cool check that's so hot. <laughs> he does not make his cool check. He's just like, what? You used to be, like, be part of the, the fraud, the re- fraud, retaliation, abuse, and waste division? He's actually heard of it. Of course he's heard of it. Aye. That's amazing. That is so cool. What kind of work did you... Oh, man. What's your favorite auditing code? <laughs> uh, and she will uh, she'll admit that uh, she had an underling. There was an intern who took care of all those things. You were a manager at fraud? Uh, no, I did field work. You know, someone has to go and visit the facilities. What? Yeah, but I mean, didn't you hire like a mercenary to do that? They're not as well budgeted as you might think. Oh, man. Can't believe you actually worked at fraud. I thought about signing up there. Honest. They were they were number two. What was number one? The comptroller. Everything runs through the comptroller's office. That's the. I just felt like I could I could do more there. Be exposed to even more varieties of like record keeping. But that's amazing. Well, this has been uh, quite interesting. But as I have an operation tomorrow morning, I need to get going. <sighs> that's a bummer. Are you sure you didn't want to compare checklists? <laughs> I actually have to go down planet side, so... Oh, oh my gosh. Make sure you stay safe, please. And uh, absolutely, um, make sure to file your flight plan. <laughs> That's one of the most important forms you can file. Uh, if you want, I can help you put together your flight plan tonight. <laughs> I have a pilot to do those sorts of things. Wow, you're really good at having underlings. Modern leader! Woohoo! Uh, yes, yeah, so Imogen will uh, excuse herself. Having... Gained a, a slight 
understanding of Dominion things and having tested out her psychometry. Yep. Uh, I think that's good. And also probably having eaten slightly better food than she otherwise would have. It is true. Less things are deep fried here. Uh, so yeah, you can get access to a, a higher tier of, uh, of things. They have salads. Uh, excellent. Uh, they finished that up. If you want, we can flash forward to you guys flying down to the planet the next day. You can, of course, roll cooler to splendor cover strain as well. Or, you know what? If you're going to sleep overnight, you don't need to worry about that. You're going to recover all your strain. Do we just have, like, the same flight plan type stuff as Kate Ogwell's? Yes. Like, you, you file the whatever plan Kate gives you. That's more like, we're going to meet at this place at this time. Right. And they caution you, this is still an active war zone. There may be Zerg defenders. Do be cautious. Also, like, they give you, like, certain no-fly zones. Like, don't go here. Don't go here. Okay. Uh, one, like, there's a huge Zerg infestation. Two, we're actively shelling in this region. All right. And this Durian's the Fruit Brigade, or whatever they were called. Um, <laughs> do they ride down with Kate Lockwell, or...? Yes, they will ride down with Kate. Kate actually requests that you touch down just before her, just to catch them landing, and then she says they'll need to, like, arrange a couple shots of everyone coming off of her ship. Yep. She's like, it's not a lie, it's just how we need to frame it. Whatever you gotta tell yourself, Kate. It's just the way media works, okay? We're telling a story. That story is not the boring part of, you went down, and then you took the picture, and we were up, then came back. No. The story is humanity together standing against the Zerk. So, you are heading down to the planet. I would like, Lily, a red and a purple piloting check. Minus whatever your handling issues are. It's compensated by my knack for it, unless there's more... Nope, that is correct. Okay, well let's just see what kind of landing this is. <laughs> it is a very good landing. Two successes, an advantage, and a triumph. Super cool. Uh, you do get down to the surface. Uh, you're given coordinates for what's called Liberation Point Alpha. That is a small, like, Dominion firebase area. Not super well-staffed at the moment, uh, but it's where they're sort of funneling troops down. You break through into the atmosphere, and you can immediately see there's, like, random Zerg flyers flying around. There's Dominion vessels chasing after them. Uh, you also see from down on the surface, there's these gross, like, green bio blobs that are being, like, flung up as, like, anti-aircraft fire. Uh, so they fly up a certain distance, and then they explode, sending shards everywhere. You are able to navigate all that. But Triumph, can I do it suavely and show <laughs> off a little bit? Since I, oh. I'm assuming they're watching. You're assuming Durian's watching? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Probably. He's probably worried, more worried about you than Kate. Although he's with his, uh, the fruit basket, maybe they're called. Yeah. They might not be able to see from where they are, but... Yeah. I don't mind taking that Triumph for a show off, unless you want advanced plot or something. No, that's perfectly fine. I think, like, you fly upside down for a little bit. Okay. Just like the platform. Yeah, just like the platform. Uh, you bait, like, a, a Zerg, a Scourge, into following you for a few seconds. Is it, like, the Malorn move? Get the Scourge to wrap around and, like, crash into... Oh, because I learned it from Malorn? <laughs> yes, you do. You get two Scourge to crash into each other. Looks a little different, because I'm flying a little ball instead of a sleek. <laughs> yes, yes, it is a little bit different. I'll take it. Uh, but you managed to do all that... Uh, touchdown without any problems whatsoever. 
I have a question, which may be a knowledge Zerg question. Sure. When we had our space combat last time, I had thought like, oh, like maybe I could jam something. And I was like, no, I can't jam anything. We're fighting like monsters. Do, do Zerg use radio waves? Like, can you like spoof them? Like, do any of those technological approaches work on Zerg? That is definitely a knowledge Zerg question. I think that's a like three purple. Failure with one threat. Uh, you don't know. You're probably thinking like they're organic. They can't use radio, right? But you've heard that people say like there's some psionic connection, but you have no idea. Psionic is really just radio waves. Okay, but what you just said now makes me tempted to try psionically jamming them next time. The psionic mechanic. Well, Terrazine messes with that stuff too. Yeah, you just, you don't know, and you're not sure what, like, the current best knowledge of this is. Is Liberation Alpha place, is that where the train station thing is, or? It is near where the train station, you'll have to walk a little bit to get to the train station any place. That's just to the south. Okay. Anyway, uh, you get down first, plenty of time. Uh, there are a few bunkers down here, a few Marines standing guard. Uh, every now and then you see, you hear their, like their guns light up as they fire at some Zergling that came a little too close. It doesn't seem to be under super heavy fire. Give me two purple perception checks, both of you. You want them to be distinct? Uh, or they can be together. It's, it's fine. Then you should roll because then I can give you whatever my talent is too. Heightened awareness. Success with two advantages. You see a whole bunch of like small craters in the ground around where you are. They're just like a couple meters across. You're looking at these and then you see uh, a new one form uh, a little ways outside the firebase. Uh, something has rained down from the sky, crashed in, absolutely wrecked. You see like zergling bits go flying as it got destroyed by whatever impacted right on top of it. But like it was, it was closer than you're, you would normally feel, than you would feel comfortable being next to an explosion that size. So like there's, some artillery here? There is artillery around. It's You don't see any at this base. But what's making the craters? Those are artillery shells from what's known as siege tanks. So there is artillery here. There's artillery at this other site, not at your site. Oh, but they're just shooting over here. Is that what you're saying? They're shooting Zerg that happen to be near your location. Okay. And that's what's making the craters. That's what's making the craters. But there's shell craters all over the place. Maybe we run some scans while we're waiting for... Or are you doing camera work? We were going to use our sensors to collect the landing, but you can certainly run things first. More important things. Because, you know, they can always fake landing later if they need to. Uh, why don't you make a purple and a red computers check, Lily, to see what advanced scanning you can do. It's a wash. You've got the read on this whole region here. You do know there are some Zerg structures to the south. Like, that's just, like, the basic sensors are telling you that. But that's that's all you get. Okay. Uh, Imogen, yes, you see the Kate's, the UNN dropship coming down. And I would like, I think, just perception check to track it appropriately. Let's see how good their pilot is doing, and that will determine how difficult your time is. Okay. This will just be two purples and a black. Success with one advantage. Okay. You can hold that from forward. I don't know if you have any strain to recover. Nope. But yes, you get a good shot from the uh, science vessel's cameras, which are not its most advanced sensors, uh, but are still pretty good. And you get the dropship coming down. It does manage to steer clear of any uh, various anti-aircraft shots or anything else. It doesn't do any cool loop-de-loops like Lily did, 
Uh, but it does come down somewhat majestically even. Touchdown. Kate calls into you like, are you uh, ready? Hi. Got to get this first shot. Did you get, how, how's the footage look? We got the footage of your London. It looks fine. No, no, fine is not, we need it to look grand, majestic. Do we have to do it again? No, it looks majestic. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't want us to have to go. From now on, whenever I am tempted to say fine, I'll just say majestic. <laughs> Lily, can you take the med kit in your backpack? I, I mean, yes. <laughs> yup. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be working with the shotgun today because laser fire. <laughs> I don't think that's a very common thing. That's fair. I am going to take my Emojin stun rifle. Ooh. To look even more Emojin. Yep. <laughs> going to Emojin it up. Hmm. I slide this I got on under my sleeve. Okay. Just in case, you know, I'm attacked by Zerg and I need it. You have your mechanics kit, I assume? Yeah, that's why I was handing over the med kit. Okay. Uh, you guys are out uh, waiting. Their dropship touches down. The platform comes down. Durian and the fruit baskets, they come rushing out first, just to make sure the area is secure. Uh, I want two purple vigilance checks from each of you. Two threats. Okay. Do you mean to take those as strain, or do you have something? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Durian looks prepared. One advantage. Darian looks prepared. Darian looks prepared. He's ready to go. Uh, the fruit baxes, they're all in their power armor. They do, like, follow behind him. Like, you can't see faces of stupidity, so it just looks like a bunch of drones coming out. Uh, neither of you notice. Durian, like, he's looking around. He's like, got it. Raises his rifle. is pointing, like, just off to your left, you recognize. So it looks like he was pointing at you for a second. And he unleashes a hail of fire as you turn to your left. And he explodes snowball. <laughs> All right, Snowball. We didn't deal with that. Oops. <laughs> you were going to let Snowball uh, walk around, right? I forgot about Snowball. <laughs> we'll deal so with that in a second. I was too busy showing off. <laughs> we'll say, like, your door is open, but you haven't come down yet. Okay. As Durian has, like, roasted a Zergling that just unburrowed practically right inside the base. Okay. Clear. We got any more. I think we're clear. Then I remember Snowball. Then you remember Snowball. I go back and close the door. Is he out? Where is Snowball? That's a good question. Uh, what is your vigilance, Lily? And you're taking two black dies on this because you were not paying attention to this. You forgot about it. My vigilance is two yellow dice. So I'll roll Snowballs. Okay. Didn't expect that. <laughs> he just like walk up and knock me over. He's does such a bad job. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, Snowball fails with six advantages and... Two despairs on two red dice. You see whatever happens to Snowball. I think Snowball does. He catches some of the fire that Durian was laying down. Oh. Like, he almost made it out. He would have been disguised as, like, a Zergling to try to get out of there. Uh, yes, he catches some of that fire. You don't know if he's dead. Like, you recognize Snowball, because, like, it looks more like a blob than a Zergling. Right. Durian... Like, look around. He says, all right, we're clear. He doesn't see any threat anymore. What do you do, Lily? Can I get down there? Yeah, you can absolutely get down there. It's still inside, like, the base. Okay, I guess maybe the question I meant to ask is how fast can I... I'm not sure how far he is from the ship. Can I get down there? It's, like, medium range. Okay, so 
it looks not, it's not like right next to the ship that I can approach Snowball. It's not right next to the ship, correct. So Snowball like snuck out past us. Yes, Snowball snuck out past you. You didn't notice right away, but then you see a moment too late uh, that he's caught some of the sort of friendly fire. Right. Well, wasn't friendly for him. Yeah. Here's what I want to do is go get him. Okay. But I'm not sure how to do that, like, compared to where we are. Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my thing was, like, grabbing a sample, which totally I'm not any good at deception, so I'm sure that won't look very... But I wasn't sure if I can, like, sneak over there or it seems like plain sight. Yeah, I am going to grab the box that he sleeps in. Right. And just go over there and collect him. I would like, I think, a cool check, actually. You're not... I mean, you're not telling anyone, like, oh, I'm going to collect a sample. I mean, I can. You can if you want. I can try to do deception and be like, going to get a sample, Imogen. Like, do you need to hide this from Imogen? No, but I don't know who else I would tell that I'm going to get a sample. No, Imogen is nose. Right. Like, if you wanted, you could check in with Durian and, and say, like, I need to go get a sample. Like, it's weird either way. I can run interference for her while she goes and collects Snowball. Why don't... Why don't you do that first, uh, Imogen? You're right. I don't think that Lily would actually say anything. I think she's going to grab a box. Like Lily dashes back inside to grab Snowball's box. Yeah. Since I don't, she doesn't really ever talk, she'll do a cool check. Yeah, do a cool check right now. Sure. Oh, just one threat. Uh, failure with a threat. Yeah, you like shit, shit, shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I run and grab the box. You guys sass Snowball uh, a fair bit, but you didn't want him to get shot. No, that's my, Lily's whole thing is to make sure he's safe. Yeah. She doesn't care about deceiving him or anything, just but she doesn't want him to get hurt. Okay. Uh, Lily, you've run inside to grab Snowball's little bed. Imogen, you recognize that this terrible thing has happened. Lily is freaking out a little bit. Yeah, so I want to run interference for her. What do you do? I will go over to the direction that the shots were coming from. Durian is having his uh, troops like inspect the rifles, make sure they're good to go. You, I want on security, watch the west. You, I want on security, watch east. You, your backup, check your weapons right now. Be ready to help anyone needed. So what's his vigilance? It is a red and two purples. He's like, no, your other west, soldier. Yes, that's exactly correct. <laughs> so I am going to spend a story point and I'm going to lie to Darian and say uh, Lily will be on shortly. She's just gathering the sample. Okay. And I will succeed with advantage. He just simply responds, understood. And he, like, glances over, sees Lily, like, rush out of the science vessel with, like, with something in her arms. And then he turns back to his his troops. Uh, Kate Lockwell is kind of like, she's stepping down. She's looks cautious, I shall say. Did she, like, toss out her Camry thing putting about Bobber yet? It's like you're looking for her to do that. Like, she has it in her hand. She's like, all right, we just need to get ready. I don't know if it's coordination or whatever. I need to block the camera's view so that it doesn't end up recording what Lily's doing. Yes. She's like, all right, this this uh, this setup I think can work. Uh, I'm going to set up the camera right there, and I need all of us. Uh, where? Oh, here, let me help you with that. Uh, she's very protective of her camera, though. Uh, so I would like a deception check if you... Uh, she is also a red and two purples. Now, I've tried to fiddle with her camera before, and she didn't like it then. I fail with two advantages. So maybe she thinks that I want it to mess with it. She's like, nah, I need you in the shot. That's one of the reasons you're here. 
Um, the advantages are she doesn't ask about your pilot. Okay. Because I don't think she's met Lily, has she? Nope. No. So she actually doesn't ask about that at all. Okay. Uh, but she is like getting everybody. She's like, all right, uh, Durian, I need you and your uh, squad over here. Imogen, I need you on the left. No, on the right. Uh, turned like she's like setting up a photography shot as she's got like her little camera set up and she's constantly looking through it, uh, making sure things are what she's looking for. As that's getting set up, Lily. I guess I approached Snowball. You approach the corpse formerly known as Snowball. I mean, Snowball. Hopefully I picked the right one. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, blob on the ground. Yeah, can I shovel him into the box? Why don't you give me a medicine check first? Just to assess, like, is Snowball still alive? Okay. This is two purples. You know, earlier in the day, Lex had said, like, oh, I wonder what it's like if Snowball gets shot since he's so blobby. Would it just, like, go through and he'd just ooze around it? Now we know. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see if I can do a medicine check. Oh, a failure. I have no idea. You do get an advantage, though. You have the med kit. It's true. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Do you have the med kit? So I got a failure and an advantage. Yeah. So I have no idea. Yeah. You are not sure. Like, there's a blob that was clearly like that snowball in blob form. It is not moving. I still shovel it into the box. Okay. You shovel it into the box. So here's what I'm going to do, unless something stops me. Shovel it in the box, take it into the ship, into my bedroom, and dump my jar of creep on it. Ah. And then I don't know what else to do for it, so I'll close my door and leave. Without a dish of power aid. Wait, but we did establish that you could use a painkiller on them. On, on Zerg in general, yeah. But I don't have any of those. No. No, Imogen has them all. Then I just dump the creep on him, and I maybe I don't even think of the painkillers, and I leave them in the box. Give me a three purple knowledge Zerg check. Now might be a good time for a flashback. For a snowball. A snowball focus flashback? A Zerg medical experimentation flashback. Oh. Uh, okay, so Lily's having a flashback related to knowledge Zerg. Uh, we can definitely go back to your times as a scientist of some sort in the Cerberus facility. Okay. I think that would make sense. You're there with... I don't even remember if the other scientist guy had a name. No, he's just kind of snooty. Yeah, snooty scientist guy. And now you see, Colonel, we need to... Do this dissection of this xenomorph here, and you can see the, uh, the Spina Bifidia is over here, and he's, like, holding up the jaw or something. Like, clearly this guy knows nothing about anatomy. Whatever he's naming, he's just, like, he's just talking science baloney. Uh, but you're looking at it, you do have, like, a good look at the inside of a Zerg when it's not trying. You have to look at the inside of a Zerg and not from inside its stomach, like some people, uh, encounter. <laughs> All right. It's like you're just able to see the jaw. You're able to see like the internal organs are actually like surrounded by a lot of goo-like material that is not so different from uh, what Snowball is most almost entirely made of. Okay. Uh, so like Snowball is actually sort of just sort of generic Zerg flesh after a fashion. That explains why he's so gross. <laughs> and you are seeing there in a... Now, if you'll observe, Granola, we take uh, this substance... Uh, we call it the purple goo that the xenomorphs seem to generate. We're pretty, that's the official name, purple goo. And we see how it reacts. He pours this creep, clearly, over this, uh, zergling. Uh, he made a miscalculation, however. The zergling was not 100% dead. 
as uh, the Zergling, reinvigorated by the creep a little bit, slices out at him. Uh, and that's where your flashback ends. Okay. If you want to add, like, what was, like, Lily's... Did Lily have any reaction in the in the moment of that flashback? How? Oh, what would she react to? I mean... Like, this guy is some sort of superior, but he's snooty, he's annoying. Pours on the creep, the Zergling lashes out at him. Lily just says, that was dumb. Yes. <laughs> maybe she thinks it. She maybe she knows better than to say it. Yeah, that that makes sense. It'd be dumb to say it. Yeah, that would be dumb. Okay. All right. I will roll the dice and see if that helps me. Oh no, two failures. Even with your double upgrade. Yes, with a double upgrade. Okay, you're not sure what effect this will have. Okay, so I dump it in there and close the door. I have no other ideas. Yep, that's fine. Dump all the creep. I mean, I just have a jar of it. That I think that's all I have is like a sweet tea jar size. Yep, that is what you got. So that's what you're going to work with. Yeah. Just as you're coming down the stairs again outside, Lily, uh, you see the dropship has closed up, but the door on it just now opens. There's a camera set up maybe 20 feet out from it. The door opens down, and there's like this perfectly lined up shot of like Imogen on the right, then Durian, Kate Lockwell in the center, Two more fruit baskets on her uh, right and one more fruit basket, like, leaning down in front. It is the most perfectly constructed shot. Are we, like, doing a slow motion walk? Almost. Uh, she, does, she does, like, have you choreographed, like, the walk and, like, step forward. Make sure to look around. You're immediately starting to work. Uh, like, she just tells Durian, like, just do what you did before, except, like, you don't have to shoot a Zergling this time. I, <laughs> thank you for clearing it out. And Kate, you can tell, like, goes into her, like, reporter mode. She's like, this is Kate Lockwell, live from Tarsonis. It's a great day for humanity. Dominion forces are advancing on all fronts. And, like, the camera, like, pans towards, uh, like, Durian and the two of his troops, like, walking forward. But this effort is sector-wide. Don't forget, our troops hail not only from Korhal, and, like, it highlights Durian, but also from Kelmoria. And even on UNN's own Liberty Squad, we have our Emojin. Humanity stands united against the Zerg. And she's like, cut. It's like, okay, that was great. Excellent, excellent work. Durian, a fantastic job. Uh, Fruit Basket uh, Squad, you guys look great in Power Armor. Power Armor likes everyone look great. You did a good job. Imogen, thank you very much. I like that that serious grimace. Emojins are very serious people, aren't they? (laughs) Oh, I'll let her keep thinking that. That that serious look on Imogen's face was just Imogen trying to like... Trying not to laugh. Trying to keep any sort of sardonic smirk off her face at the theater of this all. Uh, yeah, she gets her shot, and it's like, she checks on the footage for a few minutes. Durian and his squad are looking around. Uh, do you, Imogen, like, connect back with Lily, who's just exited the science vessel? Yes. I want to know what's going on. He's not doing so good. I don't know if he's dead. I poured some creep on him. That sounds really serious. Maybe you should take a look. Can I go up into the ship? Yes, there's enough activity generally going on that Durian and his crew are like, not stop you. Durian is like hyper aware. There's already one Zerg. There might be more Zerg. Okay, then I just, I just tell Lily to like give a shout if they're looking for me and I run up into the ship. I give her the med kit. Ugh, slows her down. Uh, yes, you get into the ship. You go into Lily's room. There indeed is a pile of snowball goo covered in a glass full of creep. Okay. And Lily already tried a medicine check. Lily tried to understand, like, what is 
what is wrong with Snowball. Okay. So you, you can make the same attempt. That's not actually doing any healing. Wait, that's a knowledge Zerg check? Uh, medicine to actually assess, like, is Snowball even alive? And that was three purples? Yes. Okay. Three successes. Okay. Snowball is alive. Like, there's occasional movement. Oh, you're supposed to look for movement. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he probably, like, he was just still in shock when Lily looked at him. But there's not, like, the signs of sapience that you normally see Snowball. He's, like, he's just a blob. There's, like, some general, like, okay, some gas is being taken in, some gas is being expelled. Like, he could be unconscious. Very much so. Uh, like, you're pretty sure he's got some kind of crit. Okay. Do I have a sense of, like, how much wound damage he suffered? Uh, he has exceeded his wound threshold. So, yeah, you're you're pretty sure he's unconscious for what it counts for. All right. I am going to just heal wounds first. Okay. So this will be three purples and a black due to his unusual physiology. That was a wash. Okay. All right. You're just not even sure, like, what can I stitch together? Am I just going to do more damage? All right. I will use one of my painkiller shots on him. You use a painkiller shot. Which heals six wounds. I don't know how much he has, but I feel like he doesn't have a ton. He does not have a ton. Uh, it's a question of, like, does that bring him back into positives? I think it does. Like, that actually has an immediate and rapid effect. Well, it is emojin. Oh, fancy emojin. Uh, but it has an immediate effect. Snowball reforms into, like, one relatively cohesive blob. Still, like, definitely, like, holes and gashes across him, but he's the kind of creature that can change shape, so, like, scars are in general not a problem for Snowball. The blob, like, it shows more signs of, like, recognition. Okay. Uh, like, the blob does have some general, like, eye stalks kind of thing. Kind of, like, looks up at you, and then, like, kind of closes his eyes and, like, leans back into the creep. I, like, tuck a blanket over him or something. Kind of, kind of snuggles up. Um, but I'm not going to attempt to treat a crit. Not under these circumstances. Because at any point in time, somebody could shout for me to come out and be part of their documentary. Right. Doing crit repairs on a blobolisk requires attention and focus. Oh, wait. Uh, let me redo my healing check. Because I am a natural. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. I will burn it now and ruin it, and uh, it will do no good. And now I don't have it for the rest of the session. Okay, good job. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you only take uh, you know five or ten minutes in there. Yeah, yeah, and I and I come back out and um, just tell Lily like he's alive and he's a bit roughed up, but I gave him a shot and he's sleeping it off. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, Lily can't even say anything about it. <laughs> yeah, just a, a little nod, a little uh, sigh. And, uh, clo and close up the ship. And close up the ship. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at diceystories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.